It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kick them down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness a company specializing in nutritional information that will improve your health. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, and I thank every one of you for listening today. I want to share a very graphic ad that is currently running in New York City. The ad headline is, Are You Pouring on the Pounds? Then they show a bottle of pop being poured into a tumbler, and by the time the soda hits the glass, it is changed into fat, disgusting yellow-orange human fat. The follow-up line in the ad says, don't drink yourself fat. This eye-catching ad campaign in New York is leading the charge to stigmatize soda. The ad goes on to say, it is the fat side of life. So how many teaspoons of sugar in a 20-ounce Coke or a Mountain Dew? You know, so let's do this. Let's grab a sugar bowl and a teaspoon, and let's grab a plate, and let's make a mountain of sugar on the plate. So first you put in one teaspoon, and then you put on another another teaspoon, and another, and so you got four teaspoons, five teaspoons, six teaspoons, seven teaspoons. I'm not done yet. Eight teaspoons, nine teaspoons. How's your mountain doing? Ten teaspoons, 11 teaspoons, 12 teaspoons, and I'm not done yet. 13 teaspoons, 14 teaspoons, 15 teaspoons, and 16 teaspoons. Can you imagine? Look at that. All that sugar on your plate. Who would that, eat 16 teaspoons of sugar? I, well, who would? Well, if they drink a Coke or a Mountain Dew, a 20-ouncer, and that's nothing for people to drink. Some people drink several of those a day. So here's the fact. Drinking one soda per day can add as much as 10 pounds to your weight in one year. In 10 years, you can gain 100 pounds. Easy to gain and hard work to lose. <laughs> so joining us today, that voice you heard is Cara Carper. Cara is a nutrition counselor and an educator. In fact, Cara, you're going to be teaching our Nutrition for Weight Loss series in St. Paul this fall. I think it's starting what date? It starts September 21st. It's a Tuesday. I'll be teaching Tuesday nights. And I'm really excited about this class. It's a new class that we're launching. And, you know, just to let people know what this Nutrition for Weight Loss class is about, it's definitely not a temporary, you know, diet. It's not a fad diet. It's really a lifestyle change. And we make it very doable and practical for people. That's the point. It's very doable. It's not starvation, is it? No. It's like really healthy eating. And, you know, we have a great cookbook with some wonderful recipes, some new recipes, actually. And, you know, the great thing about it is it goes for 12 weeks. It's one hour a week. So people will have, you know, three months. To put in good, healthy practices. Mm -hmm. And then they get to see one of us, one of the counselors, twice during that uh, 12 weeks. Yeah, that includes two one-hour sessions with a nutrition counselor. And Corey said that it is up on the website now, so if people want to sign up, they can. I noticed people are signing up already. Even before it was up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cara, tell people a little bit about yourself. 
Well, many people have probably heard, and you know, I've been on the radio before, that I completed my master's degree in holistic health from St. Kate's University. And it's so nice today. We actually have someone else in the studio here. And I'm really pleased to have a classmate join us on Dishing Up Nutrition. So I'd like to introduce Liz McMahon. She's the Consumer Affairs Manager at Mississippi Market. Thanks, Kara. And yeah, it's great to have you here. It's been too long, Liz. I know. <laughs> we have to meet sometime when we're not on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to have lots of questions for you today. Some of the things we're going to ask you is, you know, organic versus natural. Big question. Um, and, you know, f- what's free range? Is that the same as locally grown? So we're really going to pick your brain today. But first, will you tell listeners where are Mississippi markets located and what are they? What's a co-op? Who can shop there? Sure, sure. Well, Mississippi Market has two stores in St. Paul. Um, one's on the corner of Selby and Dale, kind of close to downtown. And then one is on West 7th Street. That's our new store that just opened last year. So um, we have our two stores in St. Paul, and we're a natural foods cooperative. So that means that we're owned by the community. Instead of having one person who owns the business, we have 10,000 owners who are in the community who are just people like us. So you have 10,000 bosses. 10,000 <laughs> bosses, essentially. And they all matter very much. So they get to elect the board of directors. And the board of directors is who oversees um, our management. And um, they don't carry out you know, decisions like what granola we're going to carry, but they do decide the overarching mission and um, goals of the of the business. You know, Liz, the first time I shopped at the food co-op, and that was Mississippi Market. Yeah, I was. Now this was a few years ago, <laughs> <laughs> just a few though, right? <laughs> yes. And I was really inti- intimidated. I, you know, I didn't know how to mark the price on the items. I I didn't know that I had to weigh things or even bring my bu- jar along to put my peanut butter in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easier now, isn't it? It is much easier now. To start out with, anyone can shop at a natural foods co-op. It, it's not limited just to the people who own the store. Um, and when you come in and it's your first time shopping, you can just ask for help. It, it can be really intimidating to especially shop on the bulk aisle, but all you need is to grab one of our bags if you didn't bring your own and fill it up with what you want and put down the PLU number. That's just about it. And then you guys do all the other work for we us. We do all the other work. Now, you don't have to write down the, the price of each item. We've stepped into modern times now and, <laughs> and have registers that ring everything up. And uh, it's just like it's much like shopping at a regular grocery store. It, except with a few key health differences. You know, one of the things that I like about shopping at uh, and either of the stores is that it is smaller than a big, like, a cub or something like that. Yeah. And usually it's after I've worked for 10 or 12 hours, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's nice and small and convenient, and it's just so easy to shop there now. Yeah, a lot of people have said it, it, it feels really homey. Even though it, even though we have a big enough store where you can get everything you need, there's there's still a feel to it like your neighborhood corner store. Right, yeah. exactly. So, you guys, we have a caller already. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. People are, we didn't even give out the number, but I'm going to go ahead and take this call. Okay. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in. What's your question today? Hello. Hi. Good Hello. morning, Joe. Yeah, uh, Acetyl L-carnitine? Yes. Acetyl L-carnitine. L-carnitine, certainly. Acetyl L-carnitine, I know what that means. That is basically designed to help people. Uh, It sort of supports the brain health. Uh That's what it does. And so um, we actually take a supplement that is called Brain Vibrance, 
And we take it always before the radio show so that we're on and sharp. <laughs> and it has acetyl-L-carnitine in it. So it's oh, a, it's does a, it have a side effect of uh, helps you lose weight? No, that's more carnitine. Uh-oh. There's two different forms of carnitine. Uh-huh. And just regular carnitine, L-carnitine, does help to increase people's metabolism, at least some people's. It kind of carries the fat into the cells, the mitochondria in the cells, and it activates that mitochondria so that your cells burn fat better. Okay, and I had one more question. Okay. But I forgot it. (laughs) Joe, you need acetyl (laughs) L-carnitine. All right, right, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Great question, Joe. Wow, that was a... Oh, good thing I knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing you took your brain vibrance today, Doc. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time for our first break. Oh, my gosh. Already? Yes, I know. It's (laughs) flying by. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And I mentioned our new series of classes called Nutrition for Weight Loss. And you can sign up for them now. The classes are starting the week of September 20th. And weight loss might be a reason that you pick to or you choose to eat foods without antibiotic residue or pesticides because according to the author of the New American Diet, chemicals in our foods such as pesticides, growth hormones, antibiotics, plastic pollutants, all of those things can lead to weight gain. So just by eliminating food chemicals, people can lose quite a bit of weight in a short period of time. And we see this happen a lot when they get rid of diet soda. So questions today, call 651-641-1071. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Let's take a look at how chemicals in foods may be causing you to gain weight. I think that's a new thought for a lot of people. So here it goes. Chickens raised in factory farms in small, crowded cages are given antibiotics to promote growth and keep them from getting diseases. These antibiotic residues become part of the chicken, and we eat the chicken, and it becomes part of us. Usually after the age of 18, we're not interested in more growth because at that point, we're not growing up, we're growing out. (laughs) (laughs) So there. (laughs) Well, okay, Liz, are you ready for us to start with the questions? I'm ready for the questions. Bring them on. (laughs) All right. Well, before we ask you about organic versus natural, um, I just want to dispel a myth 
that, you know, people usually tell us it's too expensive to eat good quality foods. Yeah. So we want to do a little price comparing because we over and over we hear organic food is too expensive. I can't feed it to my family. So let's do a little pretend. You know, TV nutrition tells us Subway is healthy. You know, personally, I don't think so. But remember, we're just pretending. So let's pretend, you know, I'm taking my friend with her two teenage children to Subway for dinner. You know, it cost me almost $30 for that meal for four. Basically, twenty nine thirty six to be exact. This meal was high in processed carbs, and it had a cheap deli meat on it and not the quality of food that I prefer to put in my body. Plus, the chips and the cookies had refined oils, trans fats, and high fructose corn syrup. So how would that compare if we went shopping at Mississippi Market? Well, I can tell you that if you're shopping on Sunday, you're pretty lucky because on Sundays our roasted chickens are only five ninety nine for the whole chicken. And um, those are great. Those are good, good chickens. Um, those are from Katie Jan Farm. They're local chickens. They've been raised without antibiotics, without growth hormones. Um, they're not certified organic, but they are very sustainably raised. Um, and, and they taste good. Our they taste a good great. job of, of they do. You know, roasting and no, no MSG in there. No, no, no. Only, no. only natural seasoning, spices. We have a couple flavors available, but, but no, no funny business in them. Only real food. Um, and then you could pick up some Brussels sprouts. Good, really seasoned. great. Good addition. season right now, coming in. Absolutely. Um, and then carrots, carrots. We just got in some local carrots. Um, and all oh, my grandchildren today. love those. I had those yesterday. Mm-hmm. They are so sweet. Yes. It's like it's like candy almost, but I they're full it. of fiber and vitamins. They're so good. Um, and then you could add in some sliced tomatoes, which are really in season right now, some blueberries. And total, you would have only spent eighteen sixty five. And all of that is um, organic or sustainably raised, really good quality food. So this, this list, think of this. You know, $30 at Subway, mm-hmm. eighteen, um, less than $20. And it's not like it would take that much more time. The chicken's already mm-hmm. roasted. All you have to do is prep up the veggies really quick, and none of them take long to cook. Wow. Amazing. And no trans fats, no chemicals, no processed carbohydrates. Right. You'd even have some leftover money um, if you wanted to, and you could get some Cedar Summit cream, put it on top of the blueberries for a really nice treat to end your meal. That sounds wonderful. And you're still only up to, you know, $25 at that point. Very affordable. So, Liz, what would it cost a family of four to go to McDonald's for a value meal? Oh, $22, $22, something right around there. So then we're, you know, we're back to the processed carbohydrates, trans fats, and high fructose corn syrup. And all Mm -hmm. of those foods lead to disease. Right. If you can even call them foods. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I I bet none of us have been at the McDonald's. uh, I can't remember when. (laughs) Maybe 12, 15 years ago. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it doesn't take much to make a really simple, healthy, organic meal at home. Um, you know, people love brats. You let, this time of year, it's great to just throw something on the grill for an easy meal. And we have brats at our stores, either our, our house-made brats made at our um, West 7th Meat Department or some from local farms, only five ninety nine for a family of four to for those brats. And those are very good brats. Those are really good quality. 
Again, we had those yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> did you eat everything that we were talking about? Oh, no, here? just I, I, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, and then on the side, the green beans are still really fantabulous oh, right now. They, they are, are great. Organic, and we fresh, did have those local too. farms. Um, and then the corn on the cob is, you know, and, and we it's did summer. that too. You need corn on the cob in the summer. Yes. Um, and so for that, you're looking at about. Just a little over $20 for the meal. So less expensive than going to McDonald's. So much more nutrition for your money. It's And where's the dessert, though? Okay, you got to have dessert, right? I have to tell you guys, I'm, I'm on an Eat Local Challenge right now. I'm trying to eat locally. But okay. the mangoes right now are so incredible. Definitely not local, but they are the sweetest, best dessert <laughs> that I can possibly think of. Um, and so you could spend two fifty. And get a couple mangoes for the family and each have a big fat cheek of sweet mango. <laughs> so, you know, even so you get you get a a really healthy meal and you're not spending any more than you would at McDonald's. Exactly. And that's a value meal at McDonald's. Yeah. Huh? So one of my favorites for a quick meal that everyone in my house seems to love is I buy organic chicken legs. And I put them in the crock pot. I pour Annie's cowgirl ranch dressing over the top. And turn it on low for about four hours. You know, it's really easy to make. And then I'll I'll saute up some sweet potatoes. I'll put a little coconut oil in the pan and I'll just saute up these sweet potatoes. And then I'll saute up a little bit of broccoli. And, you know, you in a very quick time, you have a delicious meal that is free of chemicals, antibiotics, trans fats, sugar, and... It's not very expensive, is it, Liz? Absolutely not. For 12 chicken legs, it's about seven fifteen. dollars um, Then you add on your Annie's dressing for a little over $3, the sweet potatoes for three fifty, dollars um, broccoli about 2 bucks, and you're looking at $16. And, you know, my little granddaughter, Willow, ate three of those chicken legs a couple of weeks nice. ago when I made these. Nice. And that is the easiest recipe. Uh-huh. It is. And it's so good and so easy and so healthy. And you can use, you know, any of your favorite dressings Mm -hmm. work for the marinade. All right. I'm going to take a call here. Hi, Mike. Thanks for calling in today. What's your question? Oh, thanks. Uh, Is this Liz or? This is Cara, but we have Liz and Dar right by my side. I'm very privileged. Thank you for all your energy. Uh, Yes, my question is, is Mississippi Market using uh, bricks test or uh, test weights on judging quality of of uh, first produce, produce with uh, bricks, and then, of course, hard things would be your test weight. Could you explain That's, to yeah. us what, it, is that an acronym, BRICS test? BRICS uh. test is a uh, reading from an instrument called a refractometer. It's measuring how much material is in the way, uh, in the saps, from the plants. Therefore, the higher, the, the more substance there is, it would be sugars, proteins, the gift that the plant has for us, uh, the higher the readings, the higher the energy, the higher the, the quality. Well, I can plant. say that we we are not doing testing like that in the store, but we feel pretty confident that when when you're working with, you know, organic soil that's much richer in nutrients and minerals, um, that the resulting produce is going to end up with being a more nutrient-dense product um, um, with certainly more antioxidants than a conventional product. Well, I've not found it that way. I've found that uh, organic is no question the better way to go. We use almost all their rules. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, with the bricks test, it takes the guesswork out of what it tells me when to harvest, like my sweet corn yesterday. Oh, right. uh, I'm getting 23 bricks on my sweet corn, as I have for the last four years. 
without, and this is a very quick, simple test right in the field or with the ear in your hand. You take the sap out, put it in the refractometer, which is an $80 device approximately, and it tells me how much uh, energy or substances in, in that material. Yeah, you know, it's entirely possible some of our farmers are using that. I'm just not familiar with um, how it would be effective after after it's harvested, but I, I like that you're using it to, to determine the ideal time for harvest because it's true that the time of day that you harvest, the season that you harvest your vegetables, um, all right. impacts the quality of nutrition in the end. So, right. you know, Mike, would you would you mind calling uh, Liz? At, Liz, what's your number at Mississippi Market? If anyone wants to call me um, at work, my number is 651 310-9487 and I'm happy to, to answer any questions you might have or uh, I mean I think you would yeah. be interested in talking to Mike more about this. Absolutely. Yeah. So th- Mike thank for thank you for the call this morning. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate oh, sure. mm-hmm. So are we going to take another caller or how are we doing? Yeah, here? we have time for one more call here. Hey. Welcome to the show. I'm sorry I don't have your name, but what's Jen. your question today? Hi Jen. Hi. I actually don't have a question. I have a statement, and I'm sure you guys were going to probably get to this about, um, you know, I I personally buy organic and grass-fed meat and things like that, and when people um, are saying, well, how can you afford organic? Well, I look at it as, well, I have lower co-pays at the doctor. I don't have to buy anti-inflammatories over the counter all the time because I have less inflammation in my body. Yes. I mean, you know, there's so many other when you're healthy, you're going to, I'm not missing days at work. Exactly. You know, there's so many, when, you know, just, I quit drinking diet pop three years ago. And, um, since then I've saved a ton of money because of less inflammation and and so on and so forth. So So you've probably heard that statement, pay the grocer and not the doctor. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think I, we 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 appreciate you calling in with that comment because that's that's exactly what we're trying to say all the time. And besides, organic food, good quality food, tastes better. So true. I oh, like you said, the carrots are sweeter when they're organic. Apples, there's a huge difference between yes. an organic apple and a regular apple. Every, I mean, it's just like night and day. I agree, hundred percent. And those copays. You know, I mean, I don't take prescriptions, so I'm always shocked when people tell me how much they're paying, um, you know, per month, hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes people see it as as too much to put the money in up front for the food before they get sick, but it's, it's an investment. It's investment in your health and in your future so that in the future you don't end up mm-hmm. with all those expensive <laughs> drug bills. Especially growing children. Too, oh, yeah. You know. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, yep. thank you so much for your call, Jen. We sure, are completely on board with you. <laughs> All right, it's time to take a break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, if you like salmon, we recommend wild-caught salmon. And, you know, that's for health and also for metabolism. Farm-raised salmon are actually fed a combination of soy and fish meal, and their flesh is white, not pink. So because they're farmed in enclosed pens, they're also given antibiotics because so just of, think of that, Cara. You know, poor conditions. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think fish are given antibiotics? Yeah. It's kind of surprising, isn't it? It's they're factory farming fish. fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they're white. They really should be pink. So to make them pink and look like they're healthy, the farmers actually give them pellets of pink dye. And, you know, yesterday what I had 
you know, the grandchildren come on Fridays. And so what we had was salmon from Mississippi Market, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was not farm-raised. It was wild-caught, and it was very pink. You know, naturally pink. Naturally yeah. pink. <laughs> Without it's <Alex>. dye. <laughs> well, the, the farm-raised salmon are up to 10 times higher in the pesticides, you know, from the food that they eat. So, again, all of that just leads to disease and weight gain. If you have questions today, the number is 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Cara Carper, nutrition counselor, and Liz McMahon, consumer affair manager at Mississippi Market Natural Foods Co-op. And we're discussing why it's important to eat good quality foods. And if people have questions, our number here is 651-641-1071. And we were talking about good quality foods. Yeah, you know, when I decided to start eating better quality foods, the things that I stopped spending money on were, you know, the cereal, chips, some of those frozen dinners. And I never knew that stuff was was not high quality. Uh, But now I spend my money on healthy meat and fish, veggies that are in season if possible, and then locally grown fruits. And things do, they taste better. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel better. My blood sugar is more stable. So there's just lots of reasons to invest in good quality food. You know, I think, Claire, most people want to give their bodies really good, healthy foods. But this is where we always hear the but. But sugar and trans fats sneak in and they're very addicting. So, you know, let's face it. You know, you smell those French fries or and who doesn't want them? And, you know, how about that big peanut butter and M&M cookie that you see every place? So some of us, you know, we can deal with it with our logical brain, while others have addictive brain, their addictive brain chemistry working for them. So they rationalize their cookie splurge by saying, well, you know, I can't afford good food, so I'm going to splurge on this M&M cookie. You know, and I often find the decision making doesn't come from the pocketbook so much but from addiction Mm -hmm. to junk food. You know, and I have a story that's related to that, and it has to do with a client I recently had who actually had a very serious condition, a serious form of cancer, to the degree that chemotherapy or radiation, neither were recommended. So really, nutrition was his only hope, and, you know, they always say eat organic, but he had never eaten that way before, and even after meeting with me, still couldn't bring himself to spend the money on good quality food. And I mean, that's so powerful. If you know, if people are willing to eat that way, that can be heal- so healing. I bet he was. He, I bet he had a little cookie thing, or you know, people they do get they even get addicted to just fast food. I, it's just kind of surprising, mm-hmm. isn't it? There's so much sugar and salt, though, and fat. It's all those things are your taste buds get acquired, and yep, that's all that you want then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the value of food is something that we haven't in America really, really come to terms with. You know, we expect food to be really inexpensive, but it's a big part of our lives, and it's a big part of maintaining a healthy body. Um, in the U.S., people only spend about 9 maybe 10% of their disposable income on food, and that's pretty unusual that's, in the rest of the world. It is. 
In Europe, it's 12, 15 percent. And in less developed countries, it can be 20, 30, 40 percent of their disposable income is spent on food. Um, so it's it's an important part of our lives and I think worth spending um, a fair amount of money on. I do, too. So, you know, for people new to a food co-opolist, how do you become a member? Well, it's a, and what does it cost? It's a little bit different at each co-op. But, okay. um, for example, at Mississippi Market, um, to be a member, you purchase stock in the company. So for our store, it's $90. Um, that's just a one-time stock purchase, not an annual fee or, or anything like that. So I probably spent that about 20 years ago. Yep. And exactly. I've been a member ever since. Exactly. And, and then um, with that membership, then you get discounts in the store, too, which helps pay off that that initial investment. And I have a little secret going out to all <laughs> the people that are seniors. Yes. And and how old do you have to be to be a senior? 62 years old. 62 years old. And you get a 5% discount on everything. It, right. If you're a member. If, if you're, you're a member, member and a senior, you let the cashier know and they'll arrange it so that um, you have a 5% discount on, on just about everything in the store. There's a few things that don't get discounts like milk and eggs. Um, okay. But but that really counts up. It sure does. It makes a huge difference. And then every couple of months, I get this other discount that you guys send out to us. Right. We send out our newsletter every other month. And in that newsletter are two coupons for um, 10% off your purchase up to $5 off. So that's $60 a year you get back just in those member coupons. So that's, that. you know... And, and that pays for the membership. <laughs> it sure does. It doesn't take long. And you start actually getting money back on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the other discounts that we do are um, sales in the store that are just for members. We have other sales that are for everyone, but members do get some extra deals there. And then we offer a discount on all the classes that we offer. Um, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness actually is teaching some classes coming up in September. Yes, we are. And what We're, are we teaching there? We're teaching the gut reaction <laughs> class because um, September is our gluten-free themed month. Oh, and yes. So we're talking a lot about grains and sugars and how that affects the digestive system. And the gut reaction class always fills. <laughs> you have some great classes there, too, by the way. If people oh, are members, you know, be sure to look at the mix publication that yep. comes out. For yeah. all the or it, it is on our website, too, which is um, at www.msmarket.coop. Oh, okay. So should we take a caller, Carl? Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, Alice. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You have a question for us today? Yes. I'm diabetic, and I just wondered uh, why uh, we're not supposed to drink Diet Pop, because I drink at least five cans a day. Well, because in Diet Pop, the University of Minnesota has done some studies, as as, as other universities have done, and they found that... When you drink Diet Pop, it leads to metabolic syndrome. And you know what metabolic syndrome is? It's diabetes is one of them. You know, it's diabetes, obesity, heart disease, um, all those things. And so what it does is it changes your the way your cells work. And I think the other thing it does is it keeps the um, cravings for sugar going. And another thing that I found working with clients that are diabetic and this is what they tell me. They will drink a diet pop and it'll make their blood sugar go up. They can test it. And so if your blood sugar goes up, then you know that you've got, you're running with high blood sugars. And if you're drinking five cans of diet pop a day, uh, you have to stop. I mean, that's just important. Very important. I don't know, Cara, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I I'm mean, just like shocked. The, the old information, <laughs> you know, that I think some doctors would even give out is... 
if you do have diabetes, it's okay to drink diet soda. But now, based on all the research coming out the last few years, we just know that that's not true. Yes. Your body is expecting to get that dose of sugar when you taste something sweet. And then when the body doesn't get that actual sugar, you're left with this leftover craving for, you know, your body still wants that sugar. Um, And so you keep craving that Mm -hmm. sweetness from another soda or from another source, like um, breads and um, simple, simple carbohydrates like that. So, Alice, how do you, can you change that behavior for yourself? How can you stop drinking diet pop and get your blood sugars better in control? I That's mean, a good question. <laughs> well, you know, obviously we know that a diet pop is an addiction. So what anybody that drinks more than one or two Diet pops a week, I would say, has an addiction to diet pop. So we work with people that have addictions to Mm -hmm. diet pop. That's one of our specialties. And it's just, you know, you just have to call it what it is. It's an addiction. and But it's harming your body tremendously. Could you substitute like that uh, stuff uh, that comes in a little packet? To go. Well, you don't want the uh, crystal light, and a lot of those packets actually contain aspartame, which is the same artificial sweetener that's that is in diet soda. So you don't want to replace it with that. But one of the other things you could replace it with is some iced tea. You know, I just brew up iced tea, and then you could put a little bit of stevia in, and you guys have that at at the market, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, it's available in little um, little packets even so you could carry it with you. Yeah, or it comes in little drops. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to use. So it'll, And that does not cause your blood sugar to go up. Um, but I, you know, personally, I don't even put that in my iced tea. I just drink iced tea straight. I mean, you know, I don't need that sugar. So that would be one of the first steps to do. Alice, if you, you know, if, if you try decreasing and giving this up in your it's really difficult for you. I think it'd be worth it to make an appointment or, um, you know, give our office a call. We have a wonderful supplement that we recommend that helps people to get diet pop out of their diet. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for, for the call. I enjoy the program. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. your support. Time to take a break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. School bell is ringing, and maybe it's time for you to sign up for a nutrition class before you go back to school. Our weight and wellness series starts September 13th, and that's six weeks of really life-changing nutrition education. And we have locations all over the place, St. Paul, Wyzetta, Lakeville, even Cambridge now, Chanhassen, Woodbury, Maple Grove, White Bear Lake, Andover, and Edina. All over. And, you know, in addition to getting great information, you will experience motivating, fun, and very knowledgeable teachers. So a lot of people do this. They grab a friend or a sister or a husband even, and they make changes together. So if you have questions, go to weightandwellness.com or give our office a call. It is 651-699-3438. And actually someone's there this morning to answer the phone early on Saturday morning. So we'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have questions about menopause, you know, join Wendy and myself next week for nutrition solutions to those menopausal symptoms of poor sleep, hot flashes, weight gain. And so that's what our show is going to be next week. 
So okay, back to asking Liz questions. We Good. have about ten minutes here. And, All right. Um, you know, one question that we always get from our clients and when we teach classes is, "What does organic mean?" Great question. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about what really is organic. And organic agriculture is a, a system of agriculture that strives to enrich the soil and make the soil strong so that then plants and animals and people eating those products are healthier. And it's all about working with nature rather than against it. Um, but what that comes down to as far as the rules for organic is a long list of things you can't use. So um, no synthetic pesticides are allowed, no synthetic fertilizers, um, no genetically modified organisms. That's a really big one. Mm -hmm. No cloned animals for your meat or dairy. Um, and like for an example with organic milk, that means that you know there are no growth hormones used in the production of those cows. It means the cows have to be out on pasture eating grasses for a minimum of 128 days. Oh, really? It also means that they can't be given any um, growth, did I say growth hormones already? Growth hormones or antibiotics. Um, so it's, it's a lot of those nasty, nasty additives that are usually um, given to animals in conventional agriculture and they're not allowed. So that's an interesting point. Liz, I didn't even realize that, that the animals have to be out on grass for 128 days? 128 days at a minimum. And that's a new addition to the standards, actually. They've always encouraged farmers to um, to raise their cows on pasture, but it wasn't specified how long. Okay. It, that went into place um, beginning in July. So as long as we're talking, let's... Well, what's the difference between like free range eggs and organic eggs and pasture eggs and oh, there's so many different kinds of eggs out okay. there. There's so many labels, cage free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see that? wow. <laughs> you know, when you see the label free range, that's only regulated for poultry and only if accompanied by the USDA's seal. So if you see free range on eggs, it doesn't really mean anyone's ever inspected that farm. And the term free range only means animals have access to the outdoors for a minimum of five minutes a day. It doesn't mean the animals actually went outside, just that the barn door was opened. Um, so what it comes down to, to knowing whether your, your chickens that produced your eggs were allowed access to outdoors and really went outdoors, comes down to knowing your farmer, knowing where your eggs came from. Um, so for example, we have we have uh, some organic eggs at Mississippi Market, um, done, raised at Larry Schultz's farm, and we know he lets his chickens outdoors as much as possible. We know he's got them out there grazing on pasture and also eating flax seeds, so the eggs end up with really high levels of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, pasturing the chickens also helps with that as well. Um, and we know they're never given growth hormones, antibiotics, and that they're really good quality eggs, and people can taste the difference. That's why they come back mm -hmm. for them, really. Um, it's not so much the labels, but the taste okay well, and the yolks are more yellow they're so and the, bright the right? shell is harder mm -hmm. and it's just you can tell that it's a really healthy animal that it yeah. comes from yeah so you know there's another uh, and i i don't think you, i know you're going to sell these at mississippi market but some other places yeah and they say they're organic and vegetarian fed oh right it just means they haven't been given animal byproducts um which ideally should not that should not, should not, ever not be happening happen. with cows. That should not be happening really with chickens except for little grubs and bugs they pick out of the pasture. Um, but it is a common thing for animal byproducts to be given to animals who don't naturally eat other animals, which leads to all sorts of potential diseases mm -hmm. and problems in our food supply. And then when animals are diseased... They need they, antibiotics. Exactly. <laughs> they need more antibiotics, then we ingest those, yep. and then our antibiotics aren't effective. It's a huge mm -hmm. chain reaction that affects everyone, really, not just the people who are actively eating those, um, which is why it's important to encourage everyone to, to know where their food comes from and, and how their food was raised. Well, 
Uh, Carl, are you going to ask another quick question? Or? Well, I wanted to know, you, you know, there's all these different terms, and Liz has ex- talked about organic, free range, all that. What about locally grown? Does that mean it's organic? Not necessarily. You know, we we really try and advocate purchasing food from local farmers as much as possible. Um, but just because a product's local doesn't mean it's organic. Um, organic is a whole separate certification. And if a farmer is growing food and that farmer is close to you, that has a lot of environmental benefits. Usually the food is fresher, but they could be spraying their farm with pesticides just as likely as um, a farmer from far away. So it's important to know who the farmer is and, and how they're growing their food, which is why the organic certification comes in so handy, because then someone's done that inspection for you. Um, you know, at the co-op, we usually know what farms things come from and, and how those farmers have raised their products. But when you're just going into a grocery store blind, you don't really know that history behind the food product. So, Liz, how do you know for sure? You know, you say, we know. How do you know that a farmer, like you said, Larry Schultz's eggs, the sure. chickens run around outside? And, yeah. You know, and I we've had Larry Schultz on the show, so oh, we kind of know. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So, anyway, how do you know? Have you been there? We visit a lot of the farms. Um, not all of them, but over the years, you know, we've been around for 30 years, and over that time, we've visited so many of the farms that we purchase from, and we have a personal relationship with many of the farmers, so... You know, for example, when it became legal to use cloned animals in the food supply, I called up all of our meat farmers and our dairy farmers and just said, hey, are you, do you guys have a gene lab in the back? Are you, <laughs> are you cloning animals? And they all laughed and pledged to absolutely never clone their animals. Okay. Um, so we have that personal relationship. Okay. So I guess let's talk about, uh, you know, we hear about the dirty dozen all the time. Sure. We talk about that in our classes. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? What's the Dirty Dozen? Well, the Dirty Dozen is a list put out by the Environmental Working Group. They update it every year for the the produce items that are most contaminated with pesticides in our food supply. And then they also have the Clean 15, which are the 15 items least contaminated by pesticides. Well, so let's go over those with people a little bit. Sure. So what what are some of the foods on the Dirty Dozen? Well, the ones um, that you need to buy. These are the ones you need to buy organic. They yeah. just have so much pesticide contamination. It is smartest, if you're going to buy them, to buy them organic. So that's things like celery. Celery. Um, celery is at the top of the list. Um, but then those fragile fruits like peaches and strawberries tend to be very heavily sprayed with pesticides. Apples also, blueberries. Apples. Think of that. <laughs> Think of how many apples we eat in a day and the amount of pesticides that those are coated in. Um, so looking for organic farmers for that is very smart. Um, blueberries, nectarines, bell peppers are heavily treated. Um, spinach. Can, who would ever believe bell peppers? I know. They seem like a hearty, a hearty fruit on the plant, mm-hmm. yes. um, but they are heavily sprayed. Spinach also. And, you know, spinach is legal to be irradiated, to be treated with radiation, to sterilize the food now. And when you buy it organic, you know it can't be treated with irradiation. So wow. those are just some examples. What about, wa- can't I just wash my fruit you and vegetables? You always want to wash your food. Even organic food, you want to wash it just for a basic food safety um, thing. Mm-hmm. But it only washes away very small amounts of the pesticides because many of these foods, especially root crops, are actually in the soil actively absorbing up all of these chemicals. You can't wash it off. And so for it some goes things, into the inside of the apple. It goes into the inside of the, of the food. And for some things like a strawberry, you know, you don't want to scrub that. You don't want to mm-hmm. peel that. Um, you're going you're gonna to lose the quality of the fruit in the process. So I say buy organic if you can afford it. If you can't afford it that day, look for something from the Clean 15 mm-hmm. list. So let's go over the Clean 15 then a sure. little bit. So were there any other ones on the Dirty Dozen that we really... Any other foods or anything that you would say... 
Yeah, I should buy organic yeah. if I can. You know, one I've got to mention is, well, grapes is on the Clean 15 list. That one, so many fungicides, even in the packaging when it comes to the grocery stores. It's a danger to the people mm. working in the stores in addition to the farmers. Oh. But also meat, dairy, and corn and soy. Well, so we're not going to get to the Clean 15 because... <laughs> we do have that on our website, though. Yeah, yes. We do. And we just ran out of time. Well, Liz, thanks for being here. Appreciate thanks for it. having me. Cara, thanks for being here. Thanks, everybody. And have a great day, everyone. All this groovy.